And welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. This is Austin, and this week I actually have Trevor in with me to do the episode. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, good, good, good. Trevor's been involved with us since the beginning, uh, since Sam and I launched this and put this all together. He was the, the third part of the equation. Uh, and he has a very unique skill set that uh, I wanted to take it super adv- unique. Yeah, uh, I want to take advantage of it because this is our tenth episode, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's actually a pretty big deal for us to hit double digits. You know, we've had like a, a wide variety of things in the last couple of weeks, um, all ranging in levels of uh, intensity and severity and whatnot. So this week, we're actually going to talk about something a little bit more fun. We're going to talk about the movies and the TV shows that got us into this lifestyle, right? Because at some point, there had to have been something you saw that sparked your interest in firearms or survivalism or, I mean, any of that stuff. You were like, hey, man, that's badass. I really want that, right? So we put, we put a list together. Okay, we're going to start off with some of the classic stuff. We're going to work our way through that, and then we're going to talk about some of the stuff that's a little bit more recent, a little bit more modern, um, just because, I mean, you see so many different approaches taken uh, when you compare the two, and also, like, a huge jump in firearms, as well as, like, the just the, the overall production quality and firearms handling skills you see in each one of them. Um, so we're going to just, we're just going to jump right into it. All right, um, so I'm starting with the classics, and this one is at the top of my list, and I'm sure it's probably close to yours, too the a team yeah no the a team's got to be way up there although i mean honestly i got i gotta tell you i find it mildly frustrating for me to watch this now because as a grown man with a moderate income i i don't have a really cool chevy minivan like hopped up with a big old spoiler or a ruger mini 14 with a folding stock um and that's really actually illegal now but at the time that they uh no, actually, no. Those were technically illegal then too, because of the overall length restrictions. But yeah, but George Papard, I mean, the guy, he yeah, just you know, they didn't care. No, and you, be, you know, it's crazy because they were all Army Rangers. Well, they were in the remake, but anyways, they're special forces, right? And was, all they ever supposed to be a crack commando unit. That, yeah, yeah, that and uh, all escaped they, to the L.A. underground, and all they shot were were mini fourteens, and I think uh, Hannibal had, was it a nineteen eleven or was it a Browning High Power? I, I feel like gone. it changed depending on the I episode. Just, I just know that I can remember one episode where they act, where anybody at all got shot, and that was the episode where Mr. T got shot and was hallucinating the whole time. Yes, because Murdoch was like walking him through like their time together in the yeah. service. Yeah, it was weird. Um, a little weird, a little strange. Definitely. I always wanted one of those. I, I thought that they were all terrible shots because it didn't matter if you had like the super extended Ruger magazine. You could have 30 rounds. Um you know, with another magazine taped upside down to it, and all you were ever going to hit was the dirt at someone's feet. Good, clean Which family fun. Made it okay, right? Totally made it okay. I mean, but still, I mean, it's a staple. I mean, obviously, they've made it into a, a film. Uh, it's still, we're watching how many, almost 40 years later now, we're coming yeah. out with reruns. So, I mean, it's well theme made. Theme iconic. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't no. beat it. As far as theme songs go, mm-hmm. it was good stuff. Uh, For sure. Miami Vice. Oh, Miami Vice, I know, was like culturally really, really important for so many things. Um, but as a TV, as far as TV cop dramas went, at that time, I know there kind was of set the standard. Well, I think you kind of got into a grittier side of things with that. Um, that I mean, let's face it, Hill Street Blues just wasn't really that edgy. 
Um, that came later. How with, cool can you be if all you're doing is running around with like a two inch Smith and Wesson 38 shoved in your pants? Hey, uh, I don't, not not cool. I don't think anyway. But Vice, like, dude, they had the cars, they had the women. Did you know all those cast members are not me and all of them? I know the two leads, uh, who felt Michael Thomas and Don Johnson, uh, both were given speedboats by I think it was Scarab, just because of the show and how popular it was. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet you Don Johnson still has that boat, too. No, I bet he upgraded to, like, a yacht. Oh, yeah, but you don't get rid of something like that. I bet you it's in, like, dry storage somewhere. That guy's I'm got sure. more money than... And, uh, and rightfully so, because, I mean, he he hit it big with Miami Vice, which was super cool because he was ultra edgy. I don't think he owned a Razor during, like, the time that show was filmed. And he also had a totally badass pet crocodile was it a gator or a croc it was a gator florida a gator. gators yeah yep. elvis elvis yeah it lived on his sailboat on a sailboat now you like a houseboat no yeah. no we're See, gonna he leave could that afford, nonsense from a guy because he could afford a boat right he he bought the boat with all the money he saved not wearing socks that's true i still want to wear loafers without socks but i get blisters and those no shows yeah they're not for me they're not fun but no. important to mention uh episode three of miami vice uh, right in the very beginning there, the hitman, yeah. the weird curly-haired hitman, uh, Mozambique's the guy, which we called a... a I had to Google it. It's a, yeah, I mean... Not it, ashamed. It's a, uh, a failure drill to the chest, one to the head. Fun fact, though, uh, that guy that played the hitman in that scene was actually their on-set uh, consultant for firearms handling and stuff. So he's a oh. professional shooter. Knew, that's why you look at his form um, when he does that, looks so much more correct to what we see today versus a lot of the... The teacupping and just the bad stuff that you see in a lot of uh, TV shows. Teacupping doesn't even look cool. I don't even know where that came from. Um, I think it's people's just misconception. Uh, my favorite though is the uh, you know arm extended and you hold your right wrist with your left hand like that's going to steady your shot or something. You know what I'm talking about. It's not good. Didn't they do that in Hunter? Uh, maybe, but we're gonna get to that one later. So don't jump around on me. Sorry. Um, Next one, uh, and this is, by the way, guys, this is this is like our list from our childhood. Totally objective. I'm sure we're going to... And if you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm sure we're probably going to hit some stuff. People are going to scratch their head and go, why the hell is that on here? And some people are going to ask, why the hell is this, this might be This on? next one might be one of those, because there's not a whole lot That's, of gunplay in this show. Yeah, uh, Chips. Yes. Eric Estrada in his prime. And Larry Wilcox. Yeah, and, uh, good Chris man. Pratt. Or not Chris Pratt. Um, no, Christopher Pine's father. Yeah. He's uh, Robert he was, Pine. Robert Pine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Wonderful one. Wonderful actor. He did really, uh, I mean, it made me really want a motorcycle. And yes. it's probably about the only time I think it's acceptable for a man to wear high boots. Maybe not even then. Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyways, next. A yeah. um, couple cartoons here we're going to talk about. Uh SWAT Cats, which was an early 90s Hanna-Barbera. And then, uh, obviously, G.I. Joe was huge for everybody. Um, Any little boy to, like, have a pulse between 1985 and and still huge because they're doing... they got so many iterations of that cartoon. And then the the terrible, terrible movies with Channing Tatum. Um, Yeah, yeah. Was not a fan. And The Rock. Yeah. But the cartoon was great because the the toys that came with it, it really helped you get that hands-on... Satisfaction that all kids want, you know, you want the toy guns, you want the stuff that you see. Yes. You know. Um, okay. <laughs> Navy SEALs. Yes. Yes, the 1990, I want to say, 1990. Uh, no, it was definitely, well, maybe no, it 90s. was 90s. I want to say it's it? 90s. I don't know. They had, a, they had a, just a dynamite cast. You know, you had uh, Slider was in it, Rick Rosovich. Yeah, that guy was yep. just champion stuff. Michael Bain. Another just clutch actor. Well, at that time 80s. too, he had he had just come off of working on the first uh, Terminator movie and Aliens. 
Yep, he played. Yep. Uh, was it Hicks? Hicks. Corporal yeah, Corporal Hicks. Hicks. Yep, and then you had Charlie Sheen. You had uh, not Discount Double. Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Allstate guy. Not yes. Allstate. Is it yeah, Allstate? Yeah. Allstate. Uh, who also yeah. played Serrano in Major League. Yep. And totally then, unrelated. And then a but. very, at the time, relatively unknown, Bill Paxton. Who's the only man to be killed by an alien, a predator, and, and a Terminator. And a Terminator, yeah, yeah. He did the holy trifecta. May, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that was... He was the sniper that was always banging on that Barrett 50 Dane. cal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've ever, like, taken a good, hard look at his sniper rifle in that movie, but the thermal scope that could see through, like, two feet of brick... No, the I mean, technology that's... doesn't really even exist all that clearly today. It definitely wasn't that modular in 1989 No, but it did... It, you do get a, an opportunity to look at that scope setup and just see how huge those optics were then. Yes. And, you know, I mean, obviously, anything thermal or infrared right now is not small, but it's yeah. come a long freaking way. Yeah. It's also probably one of the first movies coming out of the 80s um, where you started to see these guys are actually shoulder firing instead of just, you know, hip firing and shoulder spraying and stuff. Shoulder firing is for nerds. Spray and pray so, what's up. But it is accurate. And I think it made all of us want the uh, the HK MP5 SD. Oh, for sure. And that movie just shows how well that platform has aged because it is still very effective today. Yeah, I mean, and it's like... That, and that's, you can't buy one. Obviously, no, as a civilian, no, you because, can't buy one. Uh, of course, HK, HK doesn't want to sell to the civilian no, market. No, God forbid they you? make money. Yeah, that would just be unfortunate. Well, now they're suffering those consequences, but I digress. Right. Um, but that still was probably... I remember watching that with our dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was... Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it definitely shaped, because then you wanted to like, oh, I want to get an all-black fisherman's vest to shove full of whatever I can find yes. and put, you know black face paint on and run around the house and terrorize my parents well the the end scene when they go to whatever third world country that is like that may that still to this day makes me want an rpk with a drum mag and a bipod see and i for years just wanted to know what that was called and it wasn't until i got into like actual like because you know you play video games and you're like okay here's you the AK. Refer to it as the big ak like yep. yeah. i want the big ak with the drum mag now you know it's it's an rpk yes um with the with the with the dong isn't that what they technically call the forward grip on that? The dong? The I don't one know if that, that one like had angles it. Forward? I don't know if Rick Rossovich's RPK had it. I don't think it. his did. No, but that's... Yeah, I didn't realize that until just recently. I was watching one of Brandon Herrera's videos. He's like, yeah, this is a dong. <laughs> yup, that's okay. I'm going to pause here for a moment. Hilariously, though, everybody is now starting to run like the BCM vertical grips. Backwards. Backwards. So it, yeah. it makes sense. It just doesn't... It's not flesh-toned like the, the blonde wood is on the AK. So yeah. it doesn't look like a dong. But, okay, so moving on. Um, this one is right at where I kind of, the cusp of where I think uh, we make that distinction between classics um, and modern movies. And I did this because it was a movie and it was also a TV show back in the day. But uh, the SWAT, Colin Farrell, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, LL Cool yeah. J. Uh, it was, I mean, it's cool. Um, honestly, when I bought my first AR, that's I wanted to I like, wanted. yeah, I wanted, I wanted to model that Colt it. AR that had like the obnoxious tack light on it and the old the, Surefire, uh, Surefire. I'm sorry, um, I don't remember. You can find them yeah. still for about 200 bucks. Yeah. The lumen count is like incredibly low. It's, it's like so terrible. Small, and then I wanted, an but it is integrated to the carry handle because yeah. that's that's what Colin well, Farrell. But had, then you he was a do the research on what that mini ACOG costs and realize that you're going to spend more on that. You can buy two ARs for the cost of that micro ACOG or mini ACOG. It's worth it. Because I'll look cool in my own mind. Well, it's half the battle. It is half the oh. battle. Um, but it was also a uh, 
70s TV show, which yes. uh, I honestly have not watched a ton of. I know it was kind of short-lived as far as TV shows went. got like one or two seasons out of it. But it was, I mean, it was popular. Um, you know, obviously they turned, they reinvented it, turned it into the movie. Um, you kind of got to see the tack gear and everything. But then um, that's a really good example of looking at, even just in the last, less than 20 years really, how far we've come in terms of gear, right? Because you see like the cloth drop leg holsters, like the Condor holsters that they're all using. Yeah, it's very um, dated. The by huge weapon standards. lights on the, the 1911s. Uh, yeah, the I huge... would still rock that. No, I mean, it's the only way I would run a 1911 as a, like, as an everyday carry gun. I want that light. I want the touchpad in the palm. Like, oh, I, God. Want, I want all of it. I want that you whole want... experience. Front serrations with the night sights. I want. Oh, I have no problem with the gun itself. There's the light. The way you can... And that's the kind of cool thing about looking at something. You can see how far technology really has come. Right. Because that was all considered basically state-of-the-art. cutting edge. And there's a very young Jeremy Renner in that movie. He went on to do a lot of different work with, uh, obviously, the Mission Impossible uh, 5 or something. He did, uh, obviously, all the Avengers films uh, as Hawkeye. Uh, but yeah, very young Jeremy Renner plays the antagonist, uh, Brian Gamble. Oh, and the the underrated classic Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yes. He also used a, a really interesting crossbow in that movie. Yeah, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and move on to a much better show, MacGyver, which basically is what Best made... mullet in TV history. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... Well, I mean, he didn't look bad, uh, but he definitely made... Everyday carry kind of cool for all of us losers that do that stuff now. It wasn't. I don't even know if you call it everyday carry because the guy could build anything out of his Swiss Army knife, which mm-hmm. seemed to be like you know the super expensive one that you always wanted as a child. But your parents were like, "That's ridiculous. I'm not spending thirty eight dollars, mind you. This is thirty eight dollars circa nineteen ninety five mm-hmm. on a pocket knife that has umpteen." Do you think it was because of the cost, or was it because they didn't want their kid having a blade? Coin flip. Could have yeah. gone either way, but. Uh, you know the improvisation and all that stuff. He was just didn't he make like plastic explosive out of like literal play-doh, nitroglycerin, a paperclip, two match heads, and like a rubber band or something. I he took something and turned or tur- took nothing and turned it into something. I know yes. that was honestly, if you're not big on the firearms, that was your show because he never used a gun. Nope. Or if, if he did, it just got fired wildly up in the air to scare people, and then he threw it away. Yeah, because he's too cool for that, or just yes. not his thing, or something. And he played hockey. Did he? I think you know. Now he you played say hockey that, I think in that, that show. That makes Never sense. with a helmet because he's too cool and it would hide his. Well, it was the eighties. Nobody played hockey with a helmet. Jeez. Yeah, but his hair was perfectly feathered at all times, and that would have hit it. Yeah, priorities. Yes. Um, Magnum PI. Ah. Star of the show, Tom Selleck's mustache. Fact. Followed almost immediately by that nineteen eighty three Ferrari GTB four cam with the target top. Yeah, no that that car that that car really did become a pop icon. Yes. It really did, and so did Robin One. So did you know, the license plate and, and Tom Selleck, really. And um, as far as the shooting aspect of it, you know, um, very minimal. minimal. Although that was the first time I remember actually asking, "What is the thing on the end of that Mac 10 And it was a it was a giant suppressor, like oh yeah, the, yeah. Um, because Rick, the little mousy guy that they hung out with, mm-hmm. he had one. I think Tom Selleck almost exclusively used a Browning High Power in that. Is there a Browning High Power? It might have been a 1911. might have been a 1911, because he wasn't he a SEAL at some point? He had that the, was the, the Trident ring and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, that was the. I can't remember if it originally was. I know CBS is recently, as is yeah. uh, popular, they've he relaunched had a it. Custom in that. Uh, in the new TV in the show? New one, yeah, Jay yeah. Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Yep. They kept the car, thankfully, only for like one episode. Now he's driving like an F40 a, or something. Yeah, a new Ferrari. Yeah. Um, okay, Hunter. 
starring uh, former uh, L.A. Ram. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, yeah. Fred Dreyer. Yes. Uh, and uh, Stephanie Kramer, who was uh, the uh, the brass cupcake. That was oh, uh, D.D. McCall. Yeah. His partner. Yes. Yeah, no, that was a cool show. I, I think that's probably one of the... Um, the shows I enjoyed the most that got the least amount of attention coming out of that that time. I mean, there's a lot of uh, seasons of it and stuff. I just think when people go through lists like this, mm-hmm. it's just ignored. Um, but it's you a see, great buddy cop TV show. Yeah, and you do see some interesting guns there. I know yes. um, at one point you see a Broomhammer uh, Mauser. You know, like just yeah, a, ger- a weird German pistol that you don't. Well, Stephanie Kramer carried it. Was it an HK nine? No, not an HK. Was it HK ninety one? I don't remember. It what was a real. Carried. I remember thinking it was a PPK at first, and then mm. when you saw it closer, it was a bit of a larger frame. I think it was an HK ninety one, but uh, it was just such a unique looking handgun. And she had that Dodge Daytona, that turbocharged Dodge yes. Daytona with the rear window. Loopers. Again, another uh, short lived, uh, short lived pop icon there. Yeah, but Hunter always seemed to have like just the trashiest cars that the police impound could give him. Well, it was hilarious. But I, but then like it didn't matter what car he was driving, he always could grab his. Handy dandy pump action Spas twelve with just like the massive folding hook stock. Yeah, of course. Everyone yeah. in uh, police departments now don't afford uh, imported shotguns. I mean, no. If I don't, carry a I don't shotgun, so. I would want a Spas twelve. Yeah, but if you want work to pay for it, good luck. That's yeah, that's valid. I feel like that's not in the budget. And I know we're kind of jumping around here timeline wise. I didn't really put these together in a certain timeline. Um, but another cop show, obviously. Uh, 21 Jump Street, the original. I know a lot of people now know it for the the movie and then the you know 22 Jump Street, but the original 21 Jump Street gave uh, mm-hmm. people like Johnny Depp his start. Yeah. Um, Peter DeLuise got his uh, his toes wet with some of the production angles. Mm-hmm. He had Dustin Wynn, who he really didn't do I don't think too he did much, much after, after that show. Mm-hmm. And he had Holly Robinson, who most notably married Rodney Pete, former NFL quarterback. Yep. And then uh, Stephen... I don't remember. Uh, the guy who played the captain. Captain Fuller, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Williams. Yep. yep. And he went on to do a couple other things. I think yeah. uh, maybe L.A. Heat, was that him? I'm not sure. He's definitely one of those actors you can see you see him in something, you're like, hey, I know who that is. I just, can't I just don't know it. who that is. But it, this was probably one of the first looks at uh, something we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks here is the whole um, the gray man type concept, blending in with your surroundings, obviously. Mm-hmm. The premise for that show was young-looking cops being dropped back into high schools and colleges uh, to blend in and, you know, take down criminals and stuff. Um, cool show. Kind of jumped the shark the last couple seasons when they brought in, uh, when uh, Johnny Depp departed, and they brought in Richard Grieco. He was only uh, there for, like, one season. One or and then two. he got his own spinoff. Which was terrible. Booker was... Terrible. A, a Terrible. A, it was terrible. It was a misunderstood masterpiece. You're probably one of six people that like it. And the other one is probably Richard Grieco. And then his four girlfriends. to be 100% up front with you. I've only ever seen the pilot. Never saw a second episode. Which is exactly the reason it got canceled. Um, Nash Bridges, speaking of Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah. That was another good one. I know you had uh, Cheech Marin in there with him. Cheech Marin was fantastic. Um, I think uh, John Deal made a a couple cameos in that show as well, who was uh, his co-star from Miami Vice. Yeah. Um, Recurring co-star was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin of uh, yeah. World Wrestling Entertainment. His name like Jake Turner or something? Or... I just remember that he really liked watching the Weather Channel. Yeah, it relaxed, relaxed him. him. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. I remember that convertible Hemi Cuda that he had. Oh, great uh, car. It was fantastic. He always had the most, he always had a three-piece suit on. Mm-hmm. No tie. Flat collar. Yep. It was just a stand-up collar. Oh, and, um, and the most interesting vests. Who played his dad? One of the Bridges guys. Uh, right? Um, no, it wasn't one of the Bridges. It was the guy, no, I'm sorry. It was the guy that was the manager in Major League. Yeah. 
I can't remember his name. And he recently, within the last year or two, he passed, he passed away, away too. Yeah, he played Lou Brown in Major League. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Nash always carried. It was a was it an all metal Smith and Wesson? Yes, it was yeah. a it was a nickel plated Smith. And yeah, Wesson. it's like a one of the nine series. Yeah, uh, they get the, those. One of the things I hate when companies do is they give these like convoluted names, like the nine two three six or something. You know how are people supposed to freaking remember that? I don't know. And top of that, it was in the middle of the uh, the assault weapons ban here in America, so a lot of these yeah. guns only held ten rounds, anyways. It's just right. not. When you look at stuff today, you what was that goofy two. guy's name that was in the show with him that he refused to carry anything other than a revolver, but he had the Grateful Dead armband on all the time. Harvey, yeah, that yeah, who was unsung uh, hero of that show. Yeah, definitely. It's like that that lowbrow comic relief that just really that you have to have in any successful to. cop drama. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Cheech Marin was you know he was good too. He was definitely the foil to Don Johnson with his Inger, his wife. oh his uh yeah his uh, Eastern European bride. Yes. Yeah. How about this? Uh, how about there's a, a handful of them. We can just go on, but uh, Steven Seagal movies. I know. Love them. Oh uh, well. Skinny Steven Seagal, uh, back when his movies were yeah, still being... Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't say I love all of them. I should say anything pre, pre-Exit pre Wounds is... Uh, oh, Exit Wounds wasn't that bad, but it's probably his uh That was the last point. decent movie he, he made before he really got beefy. Yeah, um, talk about stuff like uh, Under Siege. The first one, the, si- the sequel wasn't as good. The sequel was... Tr- even I can't defend the sequel. It was hot garbage. Um, um, hard to kill, out for justice, above yes. the law. You know, like... Which one was the one where he had to go kill the Jamaican drug lord? And you got to see him, like, like machine his was, own suppressor for his MP5K. See, and that was, well, it wasn't, uh, yeah, uh, that was cool because you kind of got to get a look at something like that. But it kind of perpetuates this myth that a silencer or a suppressor will make your gun, like, whisper quiet. And people go, well, that's why you and I don't need it. I'm like, well, uh, it's a movie. So I need it because I want it and this is America. Exactly. Um I want to say that was out for justice with the Jamaicans. It might. I don't think it was hard to kill. I want to say it was out for justice. No, hard to kill was more he was in a coma, so it could be out for justice. Um, and, and I think was... above the law was. I don't know where that was. Was that the one we uh, looking for his childhood buddy Richie or something? I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, there's yeah. there's a bunch of them from that time period. Oh, the, the Glimmer Man. Uh, that was a good one. Where he gets Damon Wayans to eat powdered deer penis. Yeah, man, and uh, the guy who was the the colonel or something in Jag was the one of the bad yes. guys. He was like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a decent flick. It was a good movie. Um, the Matrix. Now I know there's a trilogy, obviously, with uh, the Matrix. Really, for me, the first one um, with the firearms and everything is really the one that sticks out in my mind because once you get past that first one and basically just that lobby shootout scene, which was just epically awesome. Yeah, I remember as a kid watching it again with dad going. Is there a way you can really hide that many guns on you? No. No. Maybe. No. Probably not. You wouldn't even be able to stand. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the weight from all that would be I would get. I would get both of the Beretta 92s, <laughs> maybe two of the micro Uzis, and that shotgun, and then my knees are buckling because that's where <laughs> I'm at in life. Um, but that was a cool scene. I mean, it that was, was a cool scene. That was yeah. like the, the gun shopping scene was, was pretty awesome. The suppressed dual-wheeled scorpions. I don't think they were suppressed. I think they were just scorpions. They honestly had, it might have been just scorpions and i don't know mm-hmm. i thought they had some type of a muzzle device or something but either way super super cool now i know we already talked about it a, sort of but uh i put it down here as the uh, the bill paxton trifecta aliens yes. terminator one and then predator uh i include number one but also number two because he was only in number two 
Um, he was a number two, but like those cops had the most badass guns I've ever. Like Danny Glover was rocking a Desert Eagle with like the most. Um, you remember those super obnoxious '90s lasers that had to go on it's the like top the of the It's like the size of a mag light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was really cool. I enjoyed that. And then you had um, Gary Busey trying to use basically an oversized fire extinguisher to freeze the predator yep. and. Yeah, he no. deserved everything he got. Yeah, he was but those were honestly probably some of my well, favorites. Well, that movie empties with, like, or uh, I'm sorry, not empties. It starts with the Colombian drug guys like putting on full-on flak jackets and body armor, loading those break-action grenade launchers, and oh yeah, you know, just like belt-fed machine guns in the middle of what LA probably looks like today. Um, <laughs> and all the cops drove. You remember the Pontiac Transport? That, oh, those ugly vans. minivan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's very well, dystopian at just, the time. but Just goes to show you, you know, uh, anything for a sponsorship, right? I'm sure Pontiac supplied all the vehicles for that movie. Oh, guaranteed. And that's why they just had to take it. They couldn't get a Suburban, <laughs> so yeah, they, had no. to, they had to go with a van. Oh, very, yeah. Um, this one, jumping back to a, a cartoon, Cowboy Bebop. Um, and it's, a, it's well, hold anime. on, hold on, hold on. No, we're not. We're not jumping forward yet. We didn't even touch on Aliens. Aliens oh. is like my all-time favorite movie, and it's chock full with just the greatest movie guns of all time. So you had what was it? The, like an M4A1 pulse rifle? Is that what they called it? I don't Where know. it was, it was built off of a Thompson submachine gun platform. I do remember seeing there was a, there was a documentary where they kind of explain and break yeah, it's down three hours long, and it's fantastic. I've watched it twice. So it's a, it's a Thompson submachine gun platform, all dressed up with all kinds of movie gizmos and gadgets and everything. They actually took a Winchester pump-action 12-gauge shotgun and chopped it down, mounted it to the bottom, and then dressed it all up to look to look Like good. the grenade launcher. But both guns actually function, which is why, you know, when I have like $600 of random money sitting around burning a hole, I'm building an airsoft replica of that gun. And then you had, of course, the smart guns that Vasquez and Drake used. Those were, were interesting because I know they were like German MG MG2s. Yeah, and they put Kawasaki motorcycle handles. They were Kawasaki's. On. It was. Uh, it was some kind of motorcycle. motorcycle handles. Yep. Yeah, and then a a self leveling chest rig for like a that you would use, use for, for a, a camera. camera. Yep. And they used that because I mean, in the lore, they're supposed to be auto tracking guns that you really just had to pull the trigger and the gun itself would do a lot of the work for you. Wow. But you know, then you also saw like a, like see, a pistol honestly, gripped Winchester you, 870 in a sheath. You that, talk about movies that you would love to see remade today with better effects. That movie. Don't do it. I don't would, say it. Don't <laughs> speak touch it into it. existence. <laughs> yeah, no, don't put that out in the world. Listen, they're already remaking. I mean, we've already seen uh, two or three new Predator movies. That's fine. New movies are fine. Don't touch the classics. I'm I won't, just I saying, won't have it. I'm just saying it's not long. The HK92 also made an appearance in Aliens. Oh, you have enough for that. It was uh, Gorman's, Gorman's sidearm, sidearm yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. That was a weasel. He was. Um, okay, now you get a move? Terminator? What are you talking about the Terminator? I mean, honestly, I really enjoyed the long slide 1911 with the obnoxious laser sight on it. It's basically the same gun from Predator 2. I mean, he had the he also had the pistol grip. Uh, I think it was the, the Sposs 12. 12 shotgun, yeah, but it, there was no um, stock. An yeah. Uzi, which that was like the the chosen submachine gun of such a bad machine gun too. Um, I don't mind it if you're talking personal preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, I know video game wise, I don't really care for it. But um, all you guys out there that play Call of Duty. Not my favorite. Um, you know, but then you just see, you know, Michael Bain again. He was, uh, you know, from Navy SEALs. He was in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of ran around with a sawed-off shotgun for a lot of the movie. Um, you started to see a lot more gunplay in Terminator 2 once you got... Uh, well, things were a little more modern. They yeah. had a little bit different approach to take from, from building that. Um, okay, now, 
Cowboy Bebop. I know it's probably the only anime I actually have on this list. I don't know anything about this show. Um, I okay, so it, it lasted one season. I know season. that it was Spike Spiegel who was the main character, and he had a brother named Vicious. I don't think that was his brother. It was just a guy he knew that was in there. Uh, I, th- I thought it was his brother. I'm almost positive it's his brother. And then you had a corgi named Ein. Ein, yeah. And, um, and then there was the chick with no clothes on that always hung out with him. Well, that's that's any anime. So yeah, that's fair. But that's all um, I know about that show. This show it was actually canceled because it was too graphic at the time. Um, at a, well, I should say at a time in Japan when they were having experiencing issues with uh, increasing crime rates. They were already high to begin with. So to have something out there like this, obviously marketed towards children and the younger crowd, um, was something that uh, they were not given the liberty to further develop and pursue. Uh, they don't enjoy the same creative freedoms that we do in this country. So, um, But if you guys ever get a chance to check it out, there's one season. Um, cool show. Awesome music. Uh, just a really, really, really cool, uh, cool show. Um, next one here, uh, The Patriot. I know you hate this movie. Can't stand The Patriot. I have to be in the right mood to watch it, but I feel like it belongs on this list because, I mean, come on. No, I mean, that's fine, but I'm good for a viewing on this one. Call it twice a decade, and otherwise I'm fine. Yeah, it does take a lot to get from start to finish on this one. It's almost three hours long. Yeah. My favorite part of that movie is when you... What's the the kid's name from Small Soldiers that played oh, Alan? The yeah, he first, dies. The first son dies. Yeah, that... Yeah, spoiler I, alert, two sons die. Yup. Heath Ledger's the second. Mel Gibson plays a very convincing psycho with a hatchet. Well, he is a psycho, so... Um, yeah, it was probably an easy, easy an role axe. for him. Uh, okay, I know you like this one. Uh, Red Dawn, the uh, 84 version, yes. not the remake. The remake, while palatable, not a good movie. 1984 Red Dawn was a masterpiece for several reasons, besides the fact that it, it actually has a somewhat plausible scenario. I mean, I know mm-hmm. the Bering Strait is like underwater, but like Russians coming over that way. Well, Russians That's, and uh, Cubans, right? Cubans, yep. That totally plausible, but also like from a cinematic standpoint, you know, 1984, the midst of the Cold War, wasn't exactly easy to get their hands on a lot of like, you know, like um, RPKs or. No, uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily uh, technicals true. Technicals or AKs. Them. So you see a lot of like the Hungarian or like. Uh, what like some of the the Chinese, Chinese replicas and stuff? AKs, okay, yeah. And you know, like they dressed up some M60s with a couple of things to make them look like uh, not RPKs, the PKMs. Was, yeah, PKMs. Mm-hmm. They just threw a big old muzzle device and a real high center sight on it, and kind of just went with it. They did for, and then that you know, like you could kind of tell in a couple of scenes that the APCs they were using were mostly cardboard. But unless mm. you're looking for it, you're the not movie has actually it. held up extremely well. I was gonna say, right down to like the type of camo that you had the Russians. Yeah, I mean, wearing. I was going to say a lot of this stuff uh, for the time period it was made in wasn't too bad. Um, it's easy to be critical now, right? Because well, we're so we're, we're used, so to, used to mm-hmm. detail, and you know we've had 35 years to pick these movies apart. Oh yeah, and there's YouTube videos on all of it that show you oh, where yeah. all the little missteps are and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, still a good movie, and still something I can sit down and watch today. Yeah. You know, um, Star Wars, the original trilogy. Um, yeah. I know it's not necessarily the most realistic. Uh, it is kind of interesting, though, when you start looking into how they manufactured some of these prop guns, the way they dressed up oh, a, yeah. a Mauser pistol with a, 
you know, a telescoping sight and then, um, you know, the muzzle shroud and, and all this stuff. Or, yeah, a lot um, of ingenuity went into a lot of German weaponry. Yep, a lot of World War II. Well, and there's a lot of, I uh, actually went to the Detroit Institute of Arts uh, a couple summers ago when they had the Star Wars uh, exhibit come through. They drew a lot of inspiration on the Imperial uniforms from Nazi uh, influences, basically, because they were supposed to be that evil empire yeah. right um but like Follows. you said a lot of the machine guns uh german uh mg92 and then whatever i can't remember the name of the smaller one that the stormtroopers carried um they actually took those and put strips of uh i want to say the some of the heat venting on it was done with like windshield wiper material to give it that that uh venting down the sides and stuff the fins. uh yeah, yeah which is also used i think on luke's lightsaber but anyways um a lot of the stuff you kind of you you pick up things over time, and because they were just good films, they kind of uh, they lasted. And uh, as we were kids watching it, obviously it was just very impressionable. Um, Most definitely. The last one that I'm going to touch on here, um, I have searched high and low. I cannot find this anywhere. Um, it was a TV show in the late '90s, only aired for two seasons. Soldier of Fortune Inc. Um, it also, I think, went by special special ops force. They changed the name for season two for whatever reason. Um, Brad, Johnson. Brad Johnson was the leading uh, yeah. lead actor. Season two, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a G uh, in that that series. And this, it was basically just it's a really good you know TV show with that a lot TV of shooting. Series is what got him. Simon says. Oh, that awesome movie with Dane Cook. Dane Cook and. Uh, first movie role ever, and John Panetti. That's yeah, the the the, the fat monk. Yes. Yeah. Um, which that movie did not make the list because that really didn't do anything for me. I don't know. But uh, Soldier of Fortune, Inc., you guys get a chance. I know the uh, the pilot is split into two pieces on YouTube right now. I don't yeah. know where to find the rest of it. I would there's love a, to rewatch it. There's a scene it. in that movie. Uh, TV show. Or in that TV show, I'm sorry, where uh, they, they're trying out some sniper rifles and... Uh, Margot, I forget what the actress's name was, but Margot pulls up. She's got like a Jaguar XK something, XK8 yeah. or something. Alternized like, car from yeah, the late 90s. With a convertible top, right? But she's pulling out like a Dragonov. She's pulling out like multiple bolt at Like there's like four of these long range rifles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy's just casually tossing them aside. Like, oh, not enough distance. Still not enough distance. Not, not enough, enough finesse. finesse. Yeah. And then he settles on something which looks like a Winchester 3030. Well, it was like a, um, it's a Remington 700 is what it looked like. It just yeah, had like a carbon just, barrel or something goofy. Something, it was something stupid. There, there's but, no way that it's going to outreach a But you also off. can see in that show too, I know there's even uh, in just the pilot, you can see how large optics used to be and stuff oh, yes. and like Absolutely. Um, how limited the technology used to be. Uh, but again, that was a pretty good show for the late 90s now we're gonna jump forward to what i consider to be more current stuff um so we got a couple movies tv shows uh you know same thing here um first one and because this is a movie i love watching is uh 13 hours which michael bay film based on uh based on the 13 hours book about the siege in benghazi in 2012 Mm -hmm. um i think the casting uh, they did a great job. They actually spot on, other than Pablo Shriver being like a full two feet taller than Chris <laughs> Peranto. But, but aside from that, I couldn't agree well, more. Well, I mean, hey, nothing's perfect. But you know, um, yeah, they, even uh, Max Martini that they cast to play. Uh, oh yeah, that Mark was, Geist. Yeah, uh, or Oz. This is call sign the movie. They actually slipped the real Mark Geist in there for one of the scenes towards the end there um, because they did look so similar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, the weapons were all, I mean, obviously they can't disclose what they used. It was a CIA-based thing, but um, the Even ad- time period, most of their equipment was pretty time prob- period well, probably, correct. Yeah. Um, the, the weapons handling yeah. was so much better than what we were, and anything else oh, we yeah. were just talking about. This was, you know, spot on with a lot of this stuff. Uh, you saw a lot of Glocks. Um, Sig P226, a lot of AR-15s. Bad guys all used AKs, which in that part the of the only, world is the only right. criticism I have is what uh, what did what kind of rifle did Tyrone use that oh, definitely uh, wasn't available at the time that this a actually war took sport place? LVOA, I think. Um, no, it was it something. LVOA. It was some kind of it had a crazy muzzle device on it. <laughs> Um, and his Glock was super like Gucci like agency arms. Yeah, with all the slide cuts and everything. I mean, yeah. he was a team leader. It's whatever. Hey, that could have been the correct for all all we know. Um, it was a little bit weird, but um, yeah, pretty accurate. You know, you don't see him just oh, laying yeah. down. They have a couple of the belt feds, the M249s, not just sitting there spraying rounds everywhere. Um, you know, they got the night vision and the helmets and the comms and everything. It's a it's a pretty realistic no, setup, and a lot of the, a lot of that I think is because they actually had those gentlemen uh, that were there um, on set advising right. with a lot of this, so they they got it pretty close. Yeah. Um, okay. A team the remake. Yeah. It was okay. Take it or leave it. It was okay. That's I thought right. uh, they did a pretty good job given the, the how far fetched the con the original source material is on a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, it went a little bit out there, but that's kind of what makes it cool. Otherwise, just I think another... the casting was really good. I I agree with Liam Neeson being Hannibal. I thought that uh, Bradley Cooper was so spot on. Yeah, yeah. Quentin Jackson as Mr. T's B. A. Baracus. Mm-hmm. Eh, I thought he did a passable job it was okay I, I don't know who i would have put in there otherwise but i didn't really enjoy the whole pacifism angle that they worked in but i mean yeah. i guess it it kind of added to it. the story arc and then i don't know who the actor is that played murdoch but he did a pretty stable job that was yeah uh, yeah, yeah altogether i mean probably give it like a seven out of ten was this guy alba was hot so you know that, that worked that worked for me uh okay the remake of swat the tv show which is on right now on cbs i don't know about you it. it's okay um i think it's really taking a couple of steps down it's since it's first season yeah uh we'll see i like know. shamar more i like see i don't um i think he does a really corny job in the hondo role but yeah it's okay yeah I, I i like some of the other i like the the deacon casting choice um yes. you know some of the other supporting actors i enjoy a bit more um than i do shamar's role but uh not not terrible um, obviously, they got all the technology and everything now. It's more modern, um, which, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's to that point, the 70s SWAT show was modern and high-tech at that time, too. But yeah. uh, It's all relative to the time that it was yeah, produced. Yeah, um, and uh, honestly, and this show follows it up, is, uh, I think they used to be on, I think, the same night. Um, the Brave? No, that was a completely different show mm-hmm. on... Uh, once it was on ABC, but I I, ABC. I missed that one. That one made it one season, um, but again, that had a lot of good weapons handling. Um, it was an interesting story arc. Uh, Anne Hache was in it. Uh, Surprising cast choice. Uh, Mike Vogel, I played the lead guy. Um, yeah, yeah. If you've never seen, uh, she's, she's out, out of my league. You're missing out. <laughs> and go ahead, put us on pause. Go watch it. Come back and listen to the rest of this because it is about not Mike to be missed. Um, the SEAL Team TV show with uh, Jason Boreanaz. Uh, 
Yeah. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite ones on TV right now because they do get so much right with the gear. Super accurate. Um, and even stuff that we Attention see now. The details unbelievable. Yeah, like the um, some of the gear that I personally own, like the uh, the Spiritus chassis setup and stuff. You see them, yeah. they run that with their MP7. You, do, you stuff. do own a lot of bougie gear, it's true. Well, I mean, comparatively speaking, I don't, but yes, I have spent How more money. How many belt-fed than... machine guns do you own? Zero. That's unfortunate. That's what I said, but the wife told me no. I said, you don't need that. I said, who are you, the government? Anyways. Yep, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Quantico. Ugh. Um, I thought it was good when it started. First season, great. After that, I wanted to push I think it only made into it, my eyes. I think it only made it like three, three seasons. seasons but it, uh, it does make you think a bit, which I kind of enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of see into that whole selection. Is, you know, yeah, the selection process and everything they go through you know. at the FBI Academy. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good for the first season. I kind of I stuck it out to the other two, but it did kind of It was okay. I just I really want to get to the next item on our list, which is John Wick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like the greatest movie trilogy of well, the last 10 years. Currently it's a trilogy. I think they have two more movies coming out. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Keanu Reeves playing John Wick is a perfect casting choice and mm-hmm. he actually knows how to shoot. Well, yeah, which is boner inducing in itself. You, yeah, yeah, you do see a lot of the Terran tactical shooting range videos with him running and gunning and uh, he just has a badass handgun in every movie mm-hmm. like that the HK pistol in the first one with yep. that massively overdone comp. like compensator loved it the second one he's got the Terran tactical combat master um it's that, a 34 right Glock 34. yeah it's a Glock 34 mm-hmm. with you know it's got the slide cuts it's got the venting it has the obnoxiously large magwell uh the the bull barrel the night sights, like oh, just yeah. the whole thing. I want one. It's on my list of stuff to do. I just... Well, you also have like the Benelli M4 that he uses. Uh, I like that in the second movie, yeah, he gets to the uh, the Kimber 1911, and yeah. he spends the whole rest of that movie trying to steal ammo from other people, stealing yes. guns and ammo from other people, and I'm like... All right, cool, man. Hey, that's why 1911s are obsolete because they only hold seven rounds. But I think the the amount of work that goes into him learning all of that, because uh, the physical combat of it, combat wise, or I'm sorry, physical aspect uh, mm-hmm. of it, combat wise, mixed in with the gunplay, there's a tremendous amount of work, um, and he does most, uh, pretty much all of his own stunt uh, stunt yes. work on these two. He just won't do anything with stairs. Oh, is that is that? That's a fact. Yeah, he won't do anything with stairs. He'll do everything else. Huh. No stairs. I did not know that. Don't know, I don't know why. I'm sure some there has I to be I watched story to some it. special that was talking about that. He does all of his own stunt coordinating and stunt work and he just does new stairs. Which I can respect. Yeah. And everyone's sure got anybody their who's fallen down a set of stairs is like, yeah, that's that's not for me. So let's look at the next couple here. Um Mission Impossible. Nothing yeah. nothing crazy, but uh, I know when we're cool younger. Movies. Yeah. yeah you and there's like that. six of them. You can't really not mention it. Yeah, um, the video games were better. Hawaii Five O, the the remake. I got behind that. That was yeah. okay. It's yeah, still Alex on. O'Loughlin and Scott Kahn are like just yeah. She McBride. Um, yeah, I, I think it's on. starting to it's starting to wrap up because they're starting to see so many cast members leave and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's definitely past its prime. But a cool show nonetheless. Yeah, I mean you see a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, firearms and you see just a I mean it's just cool carrier setups. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's the first time I ever saw somebody carry their pistol horizontally on a chest carrier. Oh, yeah. that show. But, yeah, all kinds of stuff. You know, it, it, um, it's whatever. It's pretty good. I mean, uh, we got Extraction was that new Netflix movie that they kind of did that. Um, that one, you know, and again, it's as things are getting um, more and more modern, you're starting to see more and more stuff like what we find uh, online and you see in the, the sort of the real world um, is just 
the the optics choices, yeah. the, uh, the weapon choices optic that he's rocking, where it's like a, mm-hmm. you know a, a three times magnification with a with a red dot over the yep. top, Leopold hammer. Yeah, which I know you see in Call uh, Call of Duty right now too, but nobody knows what it's called. I don't like so, using it. I don't mind it. Um, and a lot of like the gunplay and the, like the weapons manipulation. Like yeah. you see him actually rack the slide of that. See, and off that's of his and, plate and reload. He doesn't go twenty-seven rounds on a revolver or a, a Glock twenty-six or something. Yeah, he does go a little over the round count in one scene where he fails to reload. But for the most part, it was very realistic. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see that with a lot yeah. of this stuff. The only other like criticisms I have for that movie is really just the sniper scene at the end, where you hear mm-hmm. the crack of the bullet and then it sh- it hits him. Whereas it would totally be the opposite way around. Um, it depends. It depends on the distance, velocity and stuff. I mean, I mean maybe. It is a little bit. Well, then you know that that old movie trick where you know it's the sniper duel, except they don't know that it's a sniper duel, and he puts the the bullet right through the optic tube into his his dome. Yeah, that's been kind of it's been overdone, done to death, and it's incredibly unlikely. But you know, Um, it looks cool on screen. How about uh, next couple shows here? NCIS, uh, Chicago PD, kind of couple law enforcement based i mean they're good to pass time they're enjoyable yeah, they're right. nothing special um but i do watch them a lot taken was actually a tv show never saw it um it did i think two seasons you, yeah. you should check it out you'd actually probably like it it does a little bit more on the espionage side of things but uh it's pretty decent okay. uh, i like who they got to to play a younger liam neeson um jack ryan on the amazon series never saw that either although i am a john krasinski fan so i will support whatever project he's on board with he does a pretty good job Okay. Um, if you've seen the original, like clear and present danger and stuff, and you're familiar with the Harrison Ford, yeah, um, and uh, James Earl Jones, it's, it's on my to do list. I just you know you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. It's it, they, he does a pretty good job. Um, Bosch, another Amazon series. Oh, Titus Welver is mm-hmm. a great. Fan, he's a fantastic actor, and if and those are all based off of uh, Michael Connelly novels. Okay. Uh, I think there's four or five seasons out right now. And I know they're working what really, on more. What really got me about that show is season one, Jason Gedrick as the villain. That's right, Doug Masters himself. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Iron Eagle, which is a fantastically inaccurate military movie, but I love it because it's like Diet Top Gun from the 80s, uh-huh. like the Kmart version of yeah, Top Gun. Like, uh, like the GoBots of Trans- But, yeah. I mean, it was Jason Gedrick and Louis Gossett Jr. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't get any better to that. And it had Prince on the soundtrack. Also, yeah, Queen. You guys, yeah, and Queen. If you guys have never listened to One Vision by Queen, you're missing out. Oh, no, definitely an underrated song, in my opinion. Um, another, like, exclusive series, Strike Back. And I've that, seen almost every season. I, it's like Game of Thrones if you like special ops. Yeah, and, and honestly, there's less wiener. I checked out... Um, I checked out whatever was on Amazon. I've not seen the last like two or three seasons. Uh, they changed when they up changed the casting. It. Yeah, it got even better. Did it and really? And you see even less wiener. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I do look for that pretty exclusively in most of my entertainment choices. Lack of wiener. Yes. Or we, oh, okay. Yeah. Lack. No. It's yeah. You won't be disappointed then. Yeah. Um, the frontal male nudity goes way down when they I know, change the um, cast. Up I can't remember the guy's name. He's Australian. The one of the two lead actors. He was also he's in the Blind Spot, which is on NBC right now. Yes. Um. They, and they do a good job. I mean, some oh, yeah, some pretty, of the, the gun of handling, accurate. some of the gun handling is kind of weird. The whole like magwell grip on the ARs and stuff. I don't. 
Uh, he's he's an older American well, shooter. That's fine. I, the British guy they have, where I don't even know what kind of gun that is that they're using, but looks it's like a fairly condensed AK variant of some. Variety. It's some sort of an AK. Variant I think it shoots like the sure. five four five instead of the seven six two. But it's yeah. yeah, it's like a suppressed version of that, and those are cool. Yeah. Honestly, I I do remember looking at those going. I want to figure out. It's an those. integrally suppressed barrel. It has the charging handle on the wrong side of the gun, which even though ergonomically the undesirable, it looks so cool just watching them go under the bottom and and just charge the gun. Like oh yeah, just, it's or, good or, for you TV. Know, flip it down and which then I, go over the top. But I don't understand it. why, because they're supposed to be based out of as a British intelligence service. Mm-hmm. So you would think they'd be running like some HKs or something, but because uh, HKs are mostly nine millimeter or forty five, you know, just pistol well. caliber. I mean, or their larger weapons are just oh, the G36 low capacity. And stuff. And G36 is lower capacity and just unwieldy. Well, okay. Um, 24. Never I've never watched it. all of it. Uh, I, well, I've watched the first two seasons. I'm working my way through it during lockdown here. It's actually, again, more of an espionage thriller type show, but uh, but pretty good stuff, honestly. Uh, I think Kiefer does a great job in the role, um, and it's still talked about now. They did that, that whole 24 yeah. Legacy thing uh, last couple of years, which was okay. It wasn't as good as the stuff I had watched um, from Kiefer's work, but not uh, not terrible. Not not Lost Boys quality work we're gonna Kiefer, skip over that altogether. that's okay um six underground this is a netflix uh again it's a little more along the lines of like a team i really watched it but i know ryan reynolds was in it so i'm gonna assume it was decent it was pretty cool um honestly you'd probably enjoy it uh there's probably. some more of the alternative weapons in there like uh, uh grenade launchers and stuff that they use for gas and stuff like that that's cool um pretty good driving just a lot of high production value it looked i think it's a michael bay film honestly okay. so you know that it's going to be enjoyable to watch at the very least entertaining and super expensive um, now this i know you're gonna like what's that because you love cheesy 80s action movies who doesn't the expendables series oh yeah no that's that's my shit that's 100 percent me yeah and it's, it's, all, it's, dude, it's, it's all the same actors too they're just way older and slower and with more wrinkles yes um, the, the gun choices are fantastic yep there's some really cool um, stuff in there especially barney's like four inch revolver that's chambered in like 44 mag um yep he carries uh yeah. scout carry in the small fun fact um for a lot of those scenes too. i knew you're gonna bring this up what the revolver yeah yeah because that gun's awesome um originally it has it has flat venting at the end of the barrel originally it was angled venting but it kept slicing stallone's hand Mm -hmm. so they changed that they also tack welded a spoon handle or a spoon head to the hammer so it was easier for him to fan it makes sense think about just how many times you have to do a take over and over that could probably cut up your hand after probably tear it up pretty good i don't know what he had with that weird finger thing on his hand but oh the glove thing whatever i think a lot of it was just the look they were going for more than anything else then you had uh terry cruz with that was an aa12 uh automatic shotgun yep uh Uh, jason statham i think he pretty much just ran like hk looking type stuff he's all very more compact jet lee was also in there um i like that they they brought in just guys from that era to do all the characters. Dolph I mean, Lundgren. Well, I mean, you look. You had John Claude Van Damme was a villain in one. Mel Gibson, uh, Eric Roberts, yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chuck Norris. He, he was a, a cameo. He, it was. It was a little more than a cameo. Booker uh, had a, a, a oh, high kill end, count right. in number two. Um, and then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford was in there a little bit. Uh, Antonio Banderas. 
He was really annoying. He was super annoying. Wasn't a fan of bringing in like the new kids, like Ronda Rousey and that guy from Twilight, Kellen. Uh, Kellen Lutz. Kellen Lutz. You kind of have to. He though. did okay. I it know made they're trying sense to like with... revitalize mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer. It's nice to see him in something that isn't a comedy or Frasier. Um, <laughs> so I liked that. Yeah, no, I think cool. the series, if you take it for what it is... If you don't take it too seriously, it's extremely enjoyable. It's just enjoyable. Like, uh, like Kingsman, right? Yes. Cool spy movies. Uh, yes. Again, some awesome action sequences. Totally unreal. Honestly, I think the part that people enjoy the most is it doesn't take itself that seriously. The, didn't the Kingsman rock like Tokarevs with like an underslung single shot shotgun or something? Something like that. It was goofy, but it worked. People yeah. like it, you know. Um, Flashpoint. Ooh. Yeah, no, Flashpoint was great. Canadian Joe Johnson. Show. Oh, the Pink the Ranger. Pink Ranger. Yeah, every, best part of that show for me. Every kid's crush when they're five years old. Absolutely. Um, and that, that show, if you guys haven't seen it, I believe it's on Hulu. You should check it out. Um, there's like five, six, maybe seven seasons of it. Um, I've actually watched all of it. Uh, and that cover that is a uh, uh, special response team, SWAT team in Canada. Um, yeah, so really violent crimes like littering and... <laughs> No, they get into a lot of hostage stuff, it seems like. Um, but a good show. Uh, I do enjoy it. I do uh, definitely, obviously, recommend it. Um, now, this this next one, I haven't seen, a, uh, honestly, all of them, but uh, the Jason Bourne series. Uh, I, I chalked this up to, like, Mission Impossible. Good spy flick, um, at least what I've seen of them. Um, and, obviously, yeah. uh, it's probably going to be up there on that list if you talk about great um, spy thriller series and stuff you talk about like the five never really saw mission impossibles the five or whatever jason Bourne movies. wasn't julia styles in the first one i believe she was the analyst yeah yeah that kind of killed it for me yeah not a fan no yeah. not really no. um did you ever watch the last ship mm, nope i know mcsteamy was on it and i can't remember that actor's name. i was gonna say i don't remember that guy's name either but uh yeah he was on it was the uh, what was he played the, guy Mark from, Sloan. Who, the guy from firefly was all adam baldwin Adam yes. Baldwin was in it. He was in it, and so was um, the gentleman. Um, he they pick him up la- later on through season one or season two. Oh, I think yeah, it's season one. Wolf or something, or that was his nickname was Wolf or something. Maybe was he on uh, like American Gladiators or something? No, no. Uh, I'm talking about the guy. You know, remember that drag racing movie you used to really like with the Subaru in it? Fast and the Furious. No, no. The drag racing movie that had the Subaru WRX in it. Oh, he played whatever this this particular actor yeah. played the dad who had okay, like the really yeah. badass Grand National. Yes, um, he he. I think he's supposed to be like a Delta Force guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I also haven't finished the series, but it's actually it's pretty good. Okay. Um, again, another Which one. We I could would be say. living that very shortly here if uh, the yeah. coof gets out of hand. But the, the coof. Yeah, the, the the rony pony <laughs> oh corona virus yes that yeah. one COVID 19 um yeah so especially applicable uh right now with everything we're dealing with um, for sure i mean i'd be down to go hang out on a boat for a while live off some mres play with some machine guns until we find a, a vaccine to save the world or you know until well, there's worse ways to spend the time um hey last couple here okay. uh sicario i know there's two of them now yeah, pretty okay i honestly really enjoyed the first one i thought emily Second blunt was did a, a good job much. Second one's a little over the top. First one was cool. Yeah. First one, I, I totally dug Josh Josh Brolin. He did a. He's great in both job. of them. Yeah, and the guy from the gun uh, handling. The guy from uh, Burn Notice is in both of them. Basically, kind of cameo appearances. Jeffrey uh, Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan. Donovan. Yeah, uh, he was in both of them. Um, Benicio del Toro did yeah. a good job. He did a very good job. Now the last one here, um, the unit. It's a TV yeah. show. Uh, I want to say it was early two thousands. Dennis Haysbert, Max Martini. Uh, yep. What was the the in the villain in T two, what was his name? 
Jason Robert Patrick. Pat- no, Jason Patrick oh, was in the Lost Boys and Speed 2 Cruise Control. Robert <laughs> Patrick was the Liquid Terminator and also the commanding officer of yes. the, uh, okay. the unit. Yep. Who ends up sleeping with Max Martini's wife. Not cool, bro. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, it was a good show. Super kind of accurate well i mean yeah the weapons they were using i i guess for the time period were probably pretty accurate though it's it's kind of it kind of struck me as like a desert storm weapons package type yeah thing. that type of era, there was a yeah. lot of like uh boonie hats and uh tan camo and boonie full hats are size cool. uh full size m16s yeah full size m16s not cool the, i will say person. the weapons handling in that one not not the greatest the consultant on that show probably not the best but yeah, the, uh, i mean the show's a little dated it's probably 18 years old now yeah but I mean, given the time, it had a good run, four or five seasons. Yeah, and honestly, at a time when um, you know things were kind of starting to turn the corner technology-wise, I think if they would have waited a year or two, things would have been a little bit different. They probably had a little bit more access yeah. to some cooler stuff. But yeah, but uh, that's the end of my list. I know uh, we probably left a couple off. You know, you just mentioned Speed, uh, which was eh. it was okay. You know, suspense movie, not a did nothing for me. I hate Dennis Hopper. That's just my <laughs> personal feelings. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I'm sure we left a couple of things off there, but uh, I want to do this episode because it's fun. It's cool just to talk about, yeah, you know. It's, no, it's for sure. This is stuff that made me want to play with guns to begin with. So exactly. Um, like so, you know what, guys? I'm sure there's stuff we missed. Uh, you know, you want to sh- drop us a message about it? Prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at prepared.mindset.pod. Let us know what you thought. Uh, hey, thanks for checking it out. We'll be back uh, next week. We got a couple of guests lined up to go over some uh, medical, some land nav type things. Uh, a lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Thanks for sticking with us so far. Uh, like I said, through ten episodes, and we got a lot more planned for you guys. Uh, let your friends know, kind of share the message, and get us out there. Till next time, be prepared.